Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Dunes, Dreams, and Digital Marketing. I'm your host, Haytham Zaydan, and I know it's been a long, long time. I think the last time um, I recorded an episode was uh, maybe, what was it, May, June? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, it's been at least two months, and a lot has happened in, in the past two or three months. So I'm excited to be back, and I'm excited to be recording this uh, to share with you some of the changes um, and some of the good things that happened um, in my life uh, at a personal level and at a professional level. Um, but I guess before I begin, um, also I wanted to tell you that I'm doing some changes in the uh and the structure of the future episodes, um, I'll be taking on questions from uh, listeners or from um, my digital marketing business. And whether it's it's you know a, a question you guys send to me directly for uh, uh, for the podcast, or it's something that I had to discuss or explain to a client. Um, and yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be reading the question and I'll be answering, um, I'll try to have, I'll try to keep my answers as realistic as possible from, from a business point of view. Um, I know some, sometimes when you ask questions, you get, um, you know, really good answers, but the, the answers are not really practical in terms of, of execution. Um, so we are going to be adding those today. I think I have for you five or six questions, so uh, I'll keep those towards the end, maybe. Um, but first, let me tell you about something I'm really excited about, uh, which is me hitting the gym. And when I say hitting the gym, I'm not saying you know weightlifting, uh, even though that was the initial intention. To, to start weightlifting, but I ended up doing um, or signing up in diff in, in what is it three three different things. So okay, so the the gym I'm in um, has it in, uh, and I think most gyms in Dubai do it this way. Um, so you got let's say that the weightlifting, the swimming, uh, the martial arts, um, the group fitness stuff. So each each one of those is a membership and uh, depending on which activity you, uh, or activities you want to do then then you you know you do uh, a membership for this or a membership for that or two memberships or full access now what i i ended up doing is going all out i uh, i went to a gym near where i live it's called uh, fit republic the gym is called fit republic um, I think uh, they also have Fit Studio. Never been to that one. I think it's smaller. Um, the one I go to, Fit Republic, is huge. There is a swimming pool. There is a martial arts uh, area. There is a CrossFit and what is it called? Adult weightlifting area. And there's a gymnastics area. You know, if you want to go learn how to flip or somersault or do all these things. And you get the weightlifting and then the group exercises. 
so it's it's really awesome. And I did a full year. I I, um, I signed up for a full year open access or all access membership, and I've been just going at it. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah, baby, and boxing, CrossFit, and I'm trying. I'm trying to add weightlifting, but honestly. I still haven't managed, and the only maybe one or two times I managed to um, get my butt into the weightlifting area, I got quite intimidated, to be honest with you. And it really bothered me that I that I got intimidated because you know I'm usually um, you know carefree or nonchalant. So um, yeah, it was it was like whoa. Not that I have a long way to go before I'm 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 all big and huge, and that that's not really what I'm I'm there for. But just the fact that everybody seems to know what they're doing, and I had no idea what I'm doing. Um, I do have an amazing book that uh, that basically teaches you a lot about being a personal uh, trainer if you want to be uh, if you want to be one. Um, it's like. I don't know, 500 pages, the first 350 pages or 450 pages is really a crash course into biology and physiology and all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool. And then the last 50 pages, I think, is just a bunch of exercises that are uh, are put into different programs. Um, and I could use that, but it just, you know, it just felt very weird. Uh, so I haven't I haven't really done anything yet, um, but Brazilian Jiu Jitsu man, this thing this is this is the best thing that has happened to me in a while, and it made me realize why the likes of uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Jaco Willink, and anybody who practices BJJ is just super psyched about it. And you know they, if you listen to Joe Rogan, you you notice that. Almost every podcast he does, he has to weave in the uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I, you know, I, I, I didn't really bother me, but I didn't really understand it back then when, when, when I'd, I'd hear, I'd hear him talk about it. But now that I've, I've been doing it for a couple of months, um, I, I get you, man. I get you, Mr. Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, it is super cool, and it's just one of those things. Uh, yeah, that is just it. There, it, I mean, there's an infinite, in my opinion, there's an infinite combination of things, uh, or moves, or uh, you know, um, yeah, moves that you can do. And there's an infinite way. Oh, I mean, I don't want to say infinite because it's. I don't think it's really infinite, but you know. It's just it's not it's not static. It's not you know, you do this, I do that. You know, it's it's not very clear. You could be, yeah. It's just I love it. I I, I really love it. Um, I'm still white belt, obviously, and and it's not like karate where every three months you can prog you can you can jump a, a belt to uh, have that kind of progress. Um, it takes, I think it's going to probably at my pace, it's going to probably take me two years to, to get to blue belt, which I think is okay. Maybe on the slower side, but Hey man, I'm, I'm not rushing it. I'm not there to become an MMA fighter when I'm, 
almost 40. Um, so that was, that's, that's the most exciting thing that, um, or one of the most exciting things that uh, happened to me recently uh, is being involved in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I honestly recommend it to anybody who, um, who's able to do um, some kind of, uh, I mean, if you have, if you have, I, I well, actually, I do have a, I do have a disc, but that hasn't really um, prevented me from doing uh, BJJ. So really, if you, if you think you like it, just give it a shot. And uh, what I find or what I found is that with BJJ, it's either you really love it or you're not going to stand it at all. Um, and I, I was thinking the other day uh, about it, and I was like, ah, oh, maybe, maybe when I get too philosophical, uh, maybe I'll, I'll have to uh, somehow make it popular. Uh, you know, you don't choose BJJ; BJJ chooses you. Whoa, deep, deep stuff. <laughs> um, the other exciting thing that I've done, um, I think it was a month ago is uh, traveling to Jordan, seeing my father. And um, I, was, I was happy to see him. It's been a while. Um, usually I, I see him almost every, I don't know, six months, eight months. Um, this time, mainly because of Corona uh, um, and the, 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 the complexity of traveling. So um, didn't get a chance to see him. Um, either, you know, uh, going to him or receiving him. So um, a month ago, I did that. I traveled and I, I went to Amman, Jordan, and I, I saw him, which was really cool. It was it was a really short visit. It was a three-day visit uh, because I had to fly to Saudi for some business. But it was good to see him, and it was sad in the same time because, um, you know, my um, my dad... How, how do I put this? I think I've always seen my dad as the Superman. You know, like, I know he was getting older, and I know, you know, uh, age is, is you know, like the white hair and, and, and all that stuff. But this time, this time, it was, it hit me that my father is no longer able to, uh, to win against time. At time is, is winning now. You know, he's uh, lots of white hair. Um, he's got this older look. Um, the good news is he's in, 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 in great health, alhamdulillah, which is great. Um, but it was just, you know, it really hit me, um, that, yeah, I'm getting emotional. So anyway, so it was good to see him. Um, then I flew to Jeddah, um, for some business and of course it was also an opportunity for me to catch up with all of my uh, my good friends so yeah it was good it was good the the, the flight to Saudi Arabia was interesting um, though I left Saudi and after an incident that really bothered me but 
and I I didn't think that I would want to go back. But after seeing my friends, it was, uh, you know, it was one of those moments where you're like, yeah, you know, having your friends around is not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So that's on, let's say, I guess that's, if I were to categorize what I just shared with you, that would probably fall under the dunes. Um, not so much dreams or just marketing, of of course. Um, yeah. So that was that's one thing I I wanted to share with you. The other thing is um, recently um, somebody I know has been job hunting, and she has been applying to different jobs. Um, she hasn't. She has. She doesn't have um, any preference. Uh, she just wants some, some, you know, extra cash for a few months, and then she's gonna, she's gonna quit. So anything, you know, social media specialist, receptionist, anything like that would would do. Anyway, so recently she has been um, applying and getting approached by different startup companies or smaller companies here in Dubai, and she is uh, doing some interviews. And she sent me, at one point, she sent me a couple of job descriptions to have a look at. And uh, I think she knew uh, that I, I, I have a thing with job descriptions that, you know, require you to be Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates for uh, $1,000 a month. <laughs> um, but anyways, so... Um, one of the uh, one of the vacancies, or one of the companies, called her up, and they they uh, they told her, "Let's go for an interview." She went for that interview, and um, she got this vibe she wasn't very happy with, or she wasn't very comfortable with. So she didn't really um, do her best in her, in that interview, in my opinion. Um, but what really i think what one of the things that really bothered her is the fact that they had zero understanding uh, about how 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 digital marketing works how seo works and how social media works and um the company who shall remain nameless um has 170,000 followers 99.9% of them are fake um and they hired a guy or a person. I'm not sure if it's a guy or a girl. They hired a guy for about for less than thousand dollars a month, uh, and that person did a horrible job. So they went for I think a two thousand dollar person who seems to have failed at impressing them, and now they want to hire somebody else um, on a trial basis for two weeks and after two weeks they'll decide if they want to keep that person or not and I think that's the thing that turned my friend off because two weeks um, isn't much especially when you have 100, 170,000 fake followers um, and you're basically in my opinion uh, you're not just starting starting from scratch you're, you're probably a couple of squares below ground or a couple of uh, 
below zero, I should say. So, um, and that got me thinking about how different business owners have these weird expectations and how, what is the best way to educate them? Um, whether you're an employee or an agency or, I don't know, some kind of uh, educator. Um, and I really don't know how to do it. The only thing I can I can tell you is if you're a business owner who has not really uh, spent time understanding what digital marketing is and how it works and the time it takes to to um, to see results, um, then please do it. Um, I mean, you could if you're really short on time, you could just hire somebody um, like a consultant for an hour a week and then, you know, have them take you through certain things so that you understand what's going on. Um, when, I, when I say have them take you through certain things, I mean, it could, be, it could be that your focus is social media. So find somebody who can act as a consultant in social media and, and have an hourly, uh, a weekly chat with them for an hour um, and just see, you know, ask them questions, hear them out, um, process what they answer. If you want to validate what they answer with a couple of searches online, just to make sure that, you know, it makes sense, do it. Um, but please do educate yourself to a certain degree because it's, it's, it's really bad for you and it's unfair for the employee that you hire. Um, you know, giving somebody two weeks to do something on, on social media or, or SEO is not realistic. And it's even, it's even more unrealistic for SEO. Um, I haven't seen or heard of somebody, I mean, there are exceptions and we can get very technical with, with how that exception happened. But generally speaking, you, you won't have any results in SEO uh, when you're starting up for at least six to nine months. And, you know, if you keep hiring somebody every two weeks or every four weeks because um, the one before them has not delivered any results, then you're screwed. You're, you're harming your business. You're harming your social media. You're harming your SEO. So just be mindful of that stuff, uh, all you business owners. So that's that. And I think now it's time to move to the questions. Uh, I'm trying to keep my podcasts below 30 minutes. So, so far, I'm, I'm really good. I think it'll probably be less than 25 minutes. So, I have for you one, two, three, four, five questions. Um, question number one. And... I'm surprised that this question came to me now. I think it's still relevant if you're um, if you're not too much into it. Uh, but anyway, so the, the the first question is: How do I deal with the iOS 14 update? So, in case you have not been uh, up to speed, um, some time ago Apple decided to change the way. Um, they allow different apps to track uh, the users of the iPhone, and if you notice after you after uh, you updated, if you had a, if you have an iPhone and you've updated it to iOS 14 and beyond, because um, there were a couple of updates afterwards, um, 
some of the apps or probably most of the apps that you have give you a pop-up where it says, do you want to, are you you okay or do you allow this app to track your, your behavior or whatever it was? And, you know, you can either ask it to track or not to track. And most people are opting not to track. And so this has affected the way Facebook reads data from your client's visit to your website. And um, so back in, back in the day, without getting too technical, if I were to click on an ad and I go to website A and then I leave website A, then Facebook gets to know that Haytham visited website A and he's interested in the product of this uh, type of website. So when he goes back to Facebook, we will serve him more ads of either the same company, the same website A, or, um, or ads from companies or websites in the same niche as website A. And that's where retargeting or remarketing happens. Um, now that apps are not allowing or people are asking apps to stop tracking, Facebook is not getting all of the um, data that it needs to retarget and and remarket and do all the, the fancy stuff that it used to do. And so a lot of people are struggling with that. So the question is, how do I deal with this new limitation? Um, you just deal with it. <laughs> I mean, look, remember um, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, there was no social media, there was no Facebook. People used to rely heavily on emails and uh, SEO and uh, Google ads. Um, so does that mean you drop Facebook altogether? No, you don't drop Facebook altogether, but you might have to change a few things. Uh, first of all, do all of the things that Facebook are asking you to do. So you have to um, um, do the API on your website. Um, uh, what is it called? You have to also kind of um, tell Facebook which actions they should track uh, or events, uh, the event conversion bit. So you have to set that up. Uh, once you set all of these things up, uh, you keep testing what works best for you. Um, I My personal recommendation would be to, instead of investing too heavily on retargeting, I would invest more uh, on capturing data before the user uh, leaves your website. So, um, you know, maybe um, start capturing email addresses uh, or phone numbers. And that would allow you to um, retarget and um, communicate with, with the users directly. So that, that would be the first thing. I would, I, would, I would personally decrease the amount I have budgeted for retargeting after, of course, testing it out and making sure that, you know, Moving money from retargeting into, let's say, email would 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 yield a higher return on investment. Um, 
other than that, get used to it because we're moving towards a cookie-less uh, internet, which means um, the way we're doing everything now is going to change. Um, they haven't figured out exactly uh, how. I think the when they have set between, I think, 2023. Google has set it on uh, 2023, but I could be wrong. Um, so the Facebook change, uh, the iOS change or the iOS uh, yeah change um, is just the beginning. So get comfortable with it. Don't get discouraged. Um, keep testing. Figure out what works best. Try to change a few things. Um, if Facebook is not working as well for you, try um, try maybe uh, doubling down on SEO, doubling down on uh, influencer marketing, doubling down on um, email. Um, figure it out. Uh, but it's not the end of the world, and it's not the first or the last change that is going to rock your digital marketing efforts. So that's that. All right, question number two. I feel overwhelmed with SEO. Where do I begin? Wow, okay. Um, bum, 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 bum. Where do you begin? Um, YouTube. <laughs> uh, if you want to do it yourself, begin with YouTube. Um, just take it one one thing at a time. Jot, jot, jot your notes down. Um, I mean, look, the basics, the, the, the most basic thing with SEO is that you have to have backlinks to your website. Um, and you need a tool that allows you to analyze your website and your, com your competitors' websites um, to figure out the backlinks, who's who's linking back to them, and all that good stuff. Um, eighty percent of eighty percent of um, the changes or the improvements that you can have uh, for your business or your website would come would come from the basics of SEO, which what I'm talking here. Backlinks, a, uh, a properly uh, uh, set up website from an SEO perspective, and that's it. That would that would that's gonna probably get you eighty percent of the the results. The last twenty percent is tough, and you need to learn about it. Uh, but if you're starting up and you're not sure where to begin, just you know, get um, get to know the the, the basics, backlinks, uh, on-site SEO, backlinks, on-site SEO, um, uh, and yeah, the technical stuff on your website. Make sure it's it's you know, um, it's what Google likes. Uh, make sure your websites, uh, you, excuse me, your your uh, URLs are. SEO friendly, uh, your uh, your meta tags and meta title are done. Um, no errors on your website. Website speed is good. So these are the basics. Get them right, and then you can get fancy with you know 
other stuff later on. But if you do all these things right, then then you'll be better than 80-90% of the people around you. Okay? All right. Uh, okay. All right. So this person is asking, do I hire in-house or do I hire a digital marketing agency? Um, okay. And it depends. It really depends on, on the type of business, um, how much money you're willing to spend, um and what you need so in um in small business cases in my opinion it is even in medium small to medium size uh, uh businesses i think they need to hire an agency for the most part because um it comes down to there's a lot to be done in digital marketing, especially if you want it done properly, uh, not just you know, uh, poor quality stuff. If you want, if if you just want somebody to to post uh, a couple of images without really giving it any thought, then yeah, you could probably hire somebody for a uh, for a thousand or two dollars. I'm talking, and then they'll you'll push them to do or they'll do a lot of stuff. Some of it will give you results; others will be just a waste of time and money. Um, for the most part, I think for small and medium businesses, it is best to have an agency on your side, uh, because with an agency, you, you get to do the social media, the SEO, all that stuff, um, with one, let's say with, yeah, well, with one entity without having to pay for, for all of it in a way. So let me, let me explain this in a different way. Um, what small businesses do, they end up saying we need a digital marketing specialist and then that specialist comes in and then they tell him or tell her, you need to do, you need to grow our social media, you need to grow our email, you need to fix our SEO, you need to do this and you need to uh, create content and you need to do that and blah, 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 blah. All of these things, you can't have one person do them all. It's just, even if they can from, from uh, ability point of view or from a skills point of view, they won't have the time to do all of them. Um, and so they, they want this because they don't want to pay for two people or two heads or three heads. They want to pay for one head uh, and they want to make the most out of it, which is, I mean, the intention is fine, but the execution is shit. So um, in, in that case, for the price of one head, they probably can get all of the services covered to a certain degree with an agency and I say to a certain degree because maybe they're expecting five let's say five posts a week on social media uh, with an agency they might get three posts a week but then they also will get some SEO done some content creation done some email done blah 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 so for a small and medium business if you are if you find yourself fall in 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 what i just described then you're probably better off with an agency if you're able to afford it probably having somebody in-house is better why because they are there with you 24 7 they understand the business intimately with a lot of great details they're immersed in the brand and and why it exists uh with an agency 
you can have that, but it won't be the same as having somebody in-house. So, um, of course, with, with a proper agency, you'll have somebody who's acting like a key account, uh, like a key account manager or client manager who is supposed to be immersed in your brand. But of course, it, he's, he or she is not there 24-7. So it, it, it's not the same as having somebody in-house. Okay. All right. So question number four, I can't afford ads. I'm guessing probably either Google or social media ads. And SEO takes too long. What do I do? Okay. Um, well, I mean, you're not giving me a lot of uh, things to process here, but um, you can't afford ads. Fine, then don't don't do ads. SEO takes longer. Yeah, but it's good to invest in SEO if you are able to invest in SEO. Okay, uh, I'm not sure how to answer this question. Um, I mean, it depends on, on on the type of business you have. Um, for me, SEO is like a retirement plan. You always do something for SEO. Um, so let's say you have a thousand dollars that you can spend on digital marketing. I'd uh, have at least I don't know, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, as as much as I can set aside for SEO because it pays off eventually. Um, and now, if you can't afford ads, I'm not sure why you wouldn't afford ads um, because everything else is not going to be cheaper. But I mean, you could you could try having um, influencers on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, uh, find uh, strike up a deal with them. Um, uh, in some cases, um, they'll give you an almost immediate return on investment. So um, consider that uh, influencers. But without more details, I, I I don't feel like I'm able to answer your question properly. All right, and the last question is, my ads are not co converting as well as they used to. My ROAS uh, has dropped, and I'm not sure what to do. Okay. Um, ROAS, in case you don't know, it's return on ad spend. So for every dollar I, I spend on ads, how much am I making back? Uh, that is that we we're not talking about uh, bottom line or profitability here. We're just talking. I spent a dollar on Facebook ads, and each dollar that I spend on on, on Facebook ads um, yields two dollars in sales off of my website. So that's that's the concept behind it. So in this case, the two, the the ROAS is two times. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I'm guessing, I'm guessing the drop in the ROAS came from the iOS update and that screwed things up for the majority of, of people, of, of marketers and advertisers and, and businesses. Um, now, the first question I would, I would ask you is, is your ROAS positive or negative? Is, are you are you one-to-one? -one? Are you two-to-one? Are you uh, point-five-to-one? So for every ad, for every dollar you're spending on ads, are you making at least a dollar, a dollar fifty, two dollars, three dollars. What are you making? Is it, or are you making less, or are you making less? So you're actually losing money rather than making money. 
So if you're still making money, if it's it's if for every dollar you you spend, you're making let's say two dollars or three dollars, then you're not in a bad bad spot. Uh, you might, with some changes, optimize it uh, and 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 increase it, but I don't think you'll you'll get it back to where it used to be before the iOS update. Because personally, without having of course more details from you, I think this is this is mainly driven by the the iOS update. Uh so what do you do? Um if if you're if you're still in good shape, I don't think you should do much. Uh you could probably test uh different creatives, different offers, um different uh interests, but I don't think I would uh, I would one thing I would definitely do is um and I think I kind of touched upon it in in, in the first question, which is um, I definitely go invest more in um, <clears throat> things like email marketing, uh, influencer marketing, and stuff like that, so that um, you know I I I I have another leg to stand on. Um, so that's that's what I would do. I would I mean unless you you you're screwed over the, with your ROAS. Um, I wouldn't change much. Now that's that's to address the ROAS question. Now what I'm uh, I would like to add to this is that, and I'm guessing the person who asked this question is not really the business owner. I think either they are an employee or the or an agency, but they're not the business owner. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying this is that the business owners they don't usually look. I mean, they do look at ROAS and they, they all this all, all all this stuff, but at the end of the day, they want to see also how how it impacts their business on the long run. And what a lot of people fail to realize is that um, maybe your ROAS is not as good now, but um, the the value of the of the of the customer that you just acquired on the long run is is better um yeah so the um the uh what is it called the ltv the lifetime value of the of the um of the customer um i mean let me give you an example um Maybe you're selling lipstick and, you know, you have really good quality product. Um, but it's a tough, tough business to be in. So you might spend $10 on ads to make an, uh, a sale of, I don't know, $7. So technically you are losing. You're losing $3 minimum. Because we're not talking about the, the, there's also the cost of the product and all that stuff. So, but from from an ads point of view, you're losing three dollars per customer that you acquire. But the good news is, once you acquire that customer, that person buys three or four or five or six or ten times from you, and each time they buy, it's um, it's seven dollars. So let's say they buy ten times uh, a year from you. And so, and each lipstick is uh, is is seven dollars. So that's seventy dollars, because you were willing to lose three dollars to acquire that person. So, 
ProOS is important, but the LTV, in my opinion, is way, way, way more important than the ROAS because the ROAS limits you to very short-term decisions and very short-term um, uh, strategies and, and mindsets, whereas um, keeping an eye on the LTV and making sure that you know the LTV does not drop and it's, in fact it's always increasing or maintaining itself in at, at, a, at a good level then that will be good for your business um what else yeah that's that's basically my thoughts on the ROAS and the LTV I'll probably talk more about LTVs next time um I'm way past my 30 minutes that I was targeting uh to hit I'm at 40 minutes so I'll stop here guys Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And if you have any questions, please drop them at um, info at digitopia.marketing. Um, I'll, I'll take your questions from there. Uh, and talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.